Hello and welcome to the Health Detective Podcast by Functional Diagnostic Nutrition. We bring you interviews from people who have conquered the trickiest of health challenges using the Functional Diagnostic Nutrition philosophy and similar healing modalities. You're going to hear from experts who have been through the ringer with their health issues and yet managed to come out on the other side. If you're interested in natural healing and or functional medicine, congrats, you are in the right place. You can always visit us at functionaldiagnosticnutrition.com, but for now, here is today's episode. Well, hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Health Detective Podcast by Functional Diagnostic Nutrition. My name is Evan Transu, aka Detective Ev, and I will be your host for today's show. We're taking a little bit of a different route today. I'll be flying solo, as the title implied, because it only says it's with me. And this one is not necessarily for any one group in particular. I would imagine anyone that listens to this could benefit to some degree. I would hope that's the case. But if I had to say which group of people it's really for, it is for the people out there that are wanting to become practitioners and have fear around this. Whether it's FDN practitioners or not, I don't really care. I'm talking about a functional health practitioner, whatever that means to you, whatever certification or set of certifications that means to you, or degrees, doesn't matter. And I definitely want to talk to people who are actively done with their certification process and out there doing the work. So let's chat about this. One of the biggest problems that I see Especially as someone who is fortunate enough to get to do this podcast and I get to talk to a variety of people. I also do some stuff on the course enrollment side for FDN, meaning that I get to talk to people who are interested in coming on to the practitioner program there, right? They want to get certified. I get to see a variety of people. I get to see a variety of mindsets. I have seen people have massive success financially with the FDN program. I have seen people come in for a while, or been here for a while, I should say, and they haven't done much with their certification. So I want to talk about something that certain areas of this might seem a little tough love, and I don't think it's anything that's going to be too extreme. It just might be slightly different than what I normally would display on the show. And that's not that I'm hiding something on the show. It's that there's a time and place for every side of your personality. And generally speaking, this side of my personality wouldn't be something that I'd go out of my way to share on this podcast, but I think this needs to be shared and said. And it's, again, a lot of good stuff. I don't think it's going to be that much tough love, but there, there might be a sprinkle of that in here. I am fascinated by success, and I don't mean just financially. A lot of the times, though, money is one of the most objective measurements that we can use for success, but that's not what success necessarily means. Success is life satisfaction. It is happiness in our relationships. It is the success of our relationships, right? And I don't mean to give a circular definition with that, but the fulfillment that comes from our relationships, how well they do overall, right? Are we having constant arguments with the people in our life or do the people that we surround ourselves with inspire us and encourage us to grow and we have healthy interactions more often than not? So success is something that could be defined in many ways. I think, again, financially, monetarily, it's one of the easiest ways to measure success objectively. How do you necessarily measure a happy relationship? A lot of people could say they're happy in their relationship, but if you actually tracked their interactions, which would be nearly impossible, I assume, 
you know, you might find that what some people consider a happy relationship is very different than what others consider a happy relationship. Money is pretty black and white as long as you're talking about the same currency of a particular country. If we're talking USD, it's pretty objective. You either have a certain amount or you don't. You charge a certain amount or you don't. Pretty much it. And what I'm getting at with all of this is there's something missing in a lot of people's psychology and consciousness when it comes to doing this work, doing any work, starting any business. This is universal in business. And it really holds them back. And this can hold employees back as well, just so you know. So what am I getting at here? I don't want to seem so all over the place or like I'm, I'm beating around the bush. I want to share a story and then this will make sense. At 18 years old, a lot of you guys know if you listen to this podcast regularly, things were not going particularly well for me. I, when I turned 18, I was physically on house arrest. Not something I'm particularly proud of, but I'm very transparent. I'm an open book. I was physically on house arrest, had an ankle monitor on my leg. A few weeks before, I had been arrested and was sent to juvie. The reason I was sent to juvie is because I was not 18 yet, right? Thankfully. <laughs> Thank God I wasn't 18 yet. I got kicked out of school 17 days into my senior year of high school. Things weren't going as I had planned. There was drugs involved. There was mental uh, mental health issues involved. My health was not great. And I don't mean just mentally, physically as well. It was terrible. A lot of things were going wrong. What's interesting is if you looked at my life from the outside, a lot of things were set up pretty well for me. I grew up in a good area. Not perfect. None of this was perfect, but I grew up in a pretty good area. I wasn't great at sports. I was pretty smart, though. I did really well in school. It was kind of easy for me, especially at those uh, lower levels of grades. Like, straight A's were fairly effortless, didn't really have to study or anything. And I was in a position, and I had a good family, mind you. So I was in a position where if I just did the bare minimum, almost, you could have very easily seen me achieving a standard level of success. But that didn't happen. What happened is the exact opposite. Now, we could talk about all day, or we could talk all day about why that happened. What Was it the mental health issues? Was it this, that, or the next thing? That's fine. That doesn't really matter. The point is I hit a very low point. When many people hit low points, and this is actually statistically backed up to some degree when you talk about incarceration. Now, grant you, going to juvie for a handful of days is not particularly the same as uh, getting incarcerated for years. I'm not suggesting that. I'm not trying to sound like a hardened criminal. I'm still a nerd. But the prospects aren't good for these people. If you look at the stats, it's not really great. And yet things turned out okay. Actually, they're getting better for me every single year. Now, don't miss the point. Remember, I'm about to share a story. I am sharing a story actively, actually. This is not to brag or to show off. This is a different thing. It actually could not be farther from that because I don't think I'm special at all. Bragging would be, oh, I'm special. Look what I get to do and you don't get to do it. This could not be farther from that. This is showing if I can do this, you definitely can do it. It is called reverse bragging. <laughs> I just uh, coined that term. How did we go then from an 18 terrible to only 27 years old, not that much older, nine years later? Everything in my life is statistically better than most people if you compared it that way. And I don't think we should always play the comparison game, to be clear, but these things do matter. You can kind of judge where you're at in life. Uh, based on those things. How did that happen? 
what occurred at 18 is I had the great, great, great fortune of getting around some amazing people. Now, I always tell this story from the context of health. I always talk about how they were in a network marketing company that sold health and wellness products, and it actually got me into the whole holistic health space. That is true. But there is a whole other side of that that actually preceded even the health side that was more important to me, believe it or not. It was personal development. I got introduced to this concept that I actually had some control of the outcomes of my life by taking different actions than other people. Now, this is not to say that we are always in control in this world. We're definitely not. You could get a giant solar flare tomorrow that we barely have any warning about, and it could take out the whole earth in theory, okay? Unlikely to happen. I'm just saying we, we are out of control in the grand scheme of things. But most of the time, we have a little bit of control, okay? Assuming everything stays even moderately normal, you have some control. I had never thought about this before. Not even for a second, I don't think I'd ever thought about this before. And the older I get, the more I realize most people never think about this at all, even as well-seasoned adults. <laughs> and uh, that's a nice way of saying old people, right? But I'll get to that in a moment. I was handed some books by my mentor, Ben. And Ben is still a good friend of mine. He's actually been on the show. His name's Dr. Ben Torres. He's a physical therapist now, does stuff online, really awesome guy. And he handed me some books, and he said, I want you to read these. Now, I don't even know if I finished any of them at the time. That wasn't the point. I looked up to this guy. I liked the people I was around. I had nothing to lose, and I wanted to impress them. I wanted them to think highly of me. We all want people to think highly of us, right? But I really needed them to think highly of me at that time in my life because I loved being in this group, and I could see what it was doing for me. So I started reading the stuff. I couldn't believe what was on those pages. What was on the pages were people who had lived full lives with trials and tribulations, some of the craziest stuff you've ever heard, and massive success had been acquired by them. Financially, sure, but also relationship-wise, impact-wise, actually being able to do something good for the world, that could be looped into impact, of course. But it was amazing. And for 10 to $20 on average, those people would sell these books, and in those pages, they could teach you most of them, um, many of the most important things that they had learned in their entire life. It took them a whole lifetime to learn for $15 I could get it on average. No one had ever shared this with me. I think my Aunt Corinne, may she rest in peace, she unfortunately passed away from cancer. I think she tried. Some of the books she gave me as a kid looking back were more personal development-ish, but it wasn't, it wasn't quite the same. I'm not discrediting what she did for me, but it wasn't quite the same. No one had done this. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, why do people not talk about this? Some of the most successful people of all time write the steps right in the books. Couldn't believe it. And what is my point in all of this? Well, nine years later, after being involved with that group, the proof is in the pudding. Because you could say that some people from that group just got lucky. And you can see elements of luck in certain things, no doubt about it. But you can't discredit statistical anomalies occurring over and over and over again with one group of people. All have different personalities, all have different strengths and weaknesses, very different people in many senses. Driven, maybe that's the one underlying similarity, if anything. 
But the biggest thing is this dedication to personal development, working on oneself, working on one's mindset, facing one's fears, working on the things that are weak about you, weaknesses, facing the parts that you don't want to face, uncovering those things, right? The stuff that you've been dealing with since you were a kid and you've ignored that for the last 30, 40 years. Don't even acknowledge that it exists. You might not even know that it exists at this point. So here's what happened to that group of people that stuck around and kept doing the personal development stuff. Again, I cannot stress enough. This is not to try to impress you. This is not to try to brag to you. This is to impress upon you a really important principle for a very important reason. Maybe set of principles even. I'm not going to... Well, I don't want to share their personal financial stuff with their names. So I will list off real stories. This is factual stuff. This is not fake. But I might not mention their names. We had a large group of people that were involved in this, like a large group of people. And there are some that I couldn't even think about right now. So let's talk about some of those kids and what they ended up doing. Because that entire group that we were with was pretty much 18 to maybe 23, 24 years old. So this is only nine years. And think about how young they would still be. So this stuff I'm about to list off, some of it is amazing no matter what age you are, but let alone some of these people are 27 to early 30s. Think about that. Here's what happened to some of them. One of them has a business that is doing over $300,000 a month some months, always $200,000 a month some months, works completely online, employs nine to 10 other people, might even be more than that at some point, at this point, sorry. One of them makes well over $150,000, $200,000 a year and works completely online, sets their own hours. Another one makes well into the six figures, and she was one of the first people in our group to ever start the online social media stuff. She saw that vision before anyone else did. Two out of the three people I listed so far, by the way, dropped out of college, didn't finish. Another one started a very niche business selling a very specific type of jewelry, and he gets accepted every single year into one of the largest vendor shows in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, where they work for almost 40 days straight, him and his wife. And they make a substantial amount of money, like enough for two people's income in just those 40 days. And they work the rest of the year, too. They travel around and do this stuff. But it's very niche, very particular, and they had success there. So that's kind of interesting. One of these kids, you might not believe this one. If you don't believe it, totally fine, but I'm telling you the truth. One of the kids has a business that do, does over a million dollars a month. In fact, they're actually at $2 million a month right now. It is a huge brand. You might actually have heard about it. And he does that with his girlfriend. And he's had a lot of success in various areas. One of them speaks internationally in the network marketing space and leadership space. Another one is a large big-time influencer on social media for gym stuff, aesthetics, strongman, things like that. He's doing pretty well, hangs out with the best of the best, strongest of the strong. Myself, I mean, I didn't, well, I did do okay financially, but some of those numbers that I'm listing off are, are way past what I'm currently doing, at least at this given time. But I set a dream to go speak in schools. My original dream was to speak in schools. And at the age of 27, I have given over 550 presentations professionally, professionally, someone paid for it to over 50,000 people around the country. And all of those presentations really only happened in the last five years. 
but I set the goal nine years ago. Another, I don't even know, 10 or 20 or so of these people were completely online making low-level six figures, living their best life, that's for sure, setting their own schedule. A couple of them are doing very well in real estate wholesaling. Another one has a half a million dollar a year business training dogs. But do you get the point? I'm not trying to just list these off for no reason. I'm not trying to just show you, oh, look at what all these friends are doing. Look at how cool this is. This is for a reason. These are 27 to 31-year-old guys and girls. Mixed group of people here. Different personalities, like I said, different interests, different upbringings. How is all of this happening? How is this possible? And then how are there 50-year-olds that only make 40, 50K a year? Which I'm not condemning, by the way. I'm only condemning it is if they try to make more and wish to make more. And they have never achieved that yet in their life. And it's not even a condemnation even at that. I'm just being direct. That's all I'm doing is being direct. How is that possible? It's personal development. It's consciousness. It is developing a belief in yourself. When I say personal development, I do not mean going to the self-help section of Barnes and Noble and reading a book once every three months. That could be a part of it, but I don't just mean that. Personal development is not a month. It is not a year. It's not even 10 years. It is a life time journey. When you engage in personal development in the way that I'm talking about it, you are embarking on a lifelong journey and committing to yourself that for the rest of your time here, you will work every single day to get a little bit better. Better at what? Anything. Anything. Relationships, your personality, your finances, anything. Your health. Obviously, that should be part for the course for a podcast like this. That's what personal development is. It is not for a little bit and then you quit. It's not you get to a certain point and then you stop. It is a lifelong commitment to do something that most people will never even consider doing, let alone actually do. There's a saying that says most people live lives of quiet desperation. Sigmund Freud actually said this. I wouldn't normally quote Freud. He had some interesting things, right? But he said, as we find it, life is too hard for us. And most people, I'm paraphrasing what he said because it was a little more complicated, that's for sure. But he talked about most people can't get through their lives without these distractions, whether it's TV, drugs and alcohol or whatever. And I'm not perfect, okay? That's not what I'm saying. But there's some people that need to numb out every single day because they don't want to acknowledge what they're doing or not doing in life. Personal development is setting goals, setting a vision for yourself, and actually going after it. It's living a life with intention. It's not just waking up every day, oh, hope that gets better, hope that gets figured out. What a sad way to live, man. There's another saying that says most people die at 25 but get buried at 75. Think about that. Most people die at 25 and get buried at 75. What does it mean to die at 25? It means that you've given up. You threw in the towel. You stopped learning. You somehow claimed that the best times of your life were your four or five years in college. When you're getting blacked out drunk every weekend and having interactions with random people. That's the best four years of your life? Staying up late, eating like crap, eating the heck out of your body? That's the best time of your life? Most people die at 25 and get buried at 75. Most people don't have good relationships. 
Look at the statistics on this. 50 plus percent of people get divorced. 50 plus percent of people get divorced. We have broken families. In the United States of America, we have a 70% obesity rate. And yes, we do have a large international audience. I didn't forget about you people in Australia. I didn't forget about you people in UK or Canada or any of the other countries that listen to us regularly. I do see you guys, but I got to pick on my Americans here. How is this happening? What is going on? This is a, a lack of willingness to work on ourselves. That's what's going on. We are pushing away personal responsibility from anything in our lives as fast as we can in every area. We want someone else to take care of it for us. And there's a trade-off for that, my friend. Because guess what? You kind of can get people to take care of it for you. But here's the thing. They're never going to do it in the way that you want. I mean, think about that. You can go to jail. Jail will feed you. Don't have to worry about health care. Got a place to sleep. Is that living, though? Is that freedom? Is that what you want? That's what happens when you give up personal responsibility in your life. You don't necessarily go to jail, but you're subject to the plans that someone else set out. That's what's going to happen. When you engage in personal development, the control that you get back outside of the worldly forces that we will never have control over, right? I can't control volcanoes. I can't control tornadoes and stuff like that. That's different. But chances are I'm going to wake up tomorrow and chances are the world's going to be pretty similar to the way it was today. Not always, definitely not always, but more likely than not, it's going to be that way. Probably the same as yesterday. Chances are winter's going to come. Chances are spring's going to come. Chances are summer's going to come, right? So there's predictable things. And within those predictable things, we have some control over what we're doing. What we need to do is work on ourselves and actually live intentionally. What on earth does this have to do with the business side? And why is this on the FDN podcast? The reason this is on here is because it saddens me. It doesn't anger me, even though I come across as passionate. I get that. It saddens me that we have practitioners that are some of the smartest people in the world. We have other people in the health space that aren't FDNs that give us calls on the course enrollment side. And they are some of the nicest, smartest, coolest people you can imagine. They got so many damn letters after their name, you couldn't even count them. And they're making nothing. They're helping no one. They're doing nothing with any of this. They have the same problems that they did 10 years ago in their life. They're still stuck. How? How can this be? Well, you know what happens? They'll read every dang book about health. They'll read every book about biochemistry, biology, or whatever, because that's their passion. They've never once read a book on themselves. And I don't mean you literally. I mean on humans. I mean on psychology. I mean on the things that you're weak at. If you have the same problems in your life right now and in your relationships that you had 10 years ago, I'm sorry, you are doing something wrong. You are not engaging in personal development. This is not to suggest, again, that we can't have weaknesses. Of course we have weaknesses. I have weaknesses. I have a lot of weaknesses. But if those weaknesses are just as prevalent and just as strong in my life as they were 10 years ago, that is a problem. That is my fault. That is no one else's fault. It is mine. If you are making the same amount of money that you made 20 years ago, that is your fault. That is your problem. It's your responsibility. No one else's. 
If you're making less, wow, you really have a big problem. I hope you're at least happier with what you're doing because otherwise you're really backing up. We spend so much time as people in this holistic space learning about health and we never learn about humans. We never learn about ourselves. There is no reason that you shouldn't be out there doing this work, helping people, making an awesome income and impacting people in a positive way. If you just went through a basic health coach certification, you already know more than the vast majority of people in this country and around the world. The United States is the country I'm referring to. You already know more. You already have enough to help them, and yet you're not doing it. You have no clients. You're not making any money. That is your fault. That is not anyone else's fault. That is your fault. We have to put as much dedication and commitment into studying ourselves as we do any other area. The late Jim Rohn said this. He said, learn to work harder on yourself than you do at your job. That is not to imply to be lazy at your job. It's to imply to work even harder on yourself. It's literal. There's no secret implication there. You work hard at your job and you work even harder on yourself. And you know what happens? Eventually the job actually gets a lot easier. Because it's also said that when you do more than you're paid for, working on yourself can be a part of that you will soon be paid for more than you do. When you do more than you're paid for, paid for, you will soon be paid for more than you do. For four years, I didn't make a dime public speaking. That was doing more than I was paid for. I was still giving my all. I was still trying to help people. I was still sharing stuff, but I wasn't making anything. That was doing more than I was paid for. Now I can go into a school 10 minutes down the road and they'll give me $400 for an hour to be there. That is not me bragging. That is me just telling you what happens. You do more than you're paid for, soon you will be paid for more than you do. There is no way I can justify $400 in an hour. That's crazy. It's still crazy to me. And some people make a lot more than that. A lot more than that. But it's the work I did on myself and the things I was willing to put in. Because guess what? To go public speak, there's a lot more to it than just showing up and doing that. You got to put in the time. You got to work on your confidence. You got to work on your communication skills. You got to work on your ability in dealing with people. And these are the things that apply to almost all areas of business. Yes, I'm talking about public speaking in that instance, but this applies to business in general. Nowadays with the internet, I guess you can get away without having to deal with people as much. You could do things behind the screen. And if that's really your thing, fine. So be it. Go do it that way. That is totally okay. But a better way to live, most likely, a more fulfilling way to live, would be to work on those things that you don't want to work on the things that you don't like, the things that if people around you had to be honest and list off to you that they thought you weren't good at, those things, that's what needs to be worked on. So what did I do? What did this group of people do at 18 that has led to the difference? We started working on ourselves, harder on ourselves than we did at our jobs. That's what happened. And I realized, okay, dude, you're kind of a jerk to people. That was true back then. I hope you guys don't see me at that as that now. I know I'm being a little, again, harsh in this podcast. But back then, I was seen as a jerk to people. Back then, I was seen as lazy. Back then, I was seen as uncommitted. Those aren't great qualities for a business owner. 
Oh, not to mention I had no confidence. I couldn't talk to anyone without blushing. I'm a heterosexual male, and I couldn't talk to men without blushing. Such bad social anxiety, I couldn't even talk to you one-on-one. -on -one. And now I can go speak to 800 people at once, no problem. Not even think twice about it. That is not Evan Transu bragging. That is showing you I'm not special. I probably had worse social anxiety than 95% plus of the people that will ever listen to this podcast. And yet now I do something that 95% of people listening to this podcast will never do. You could do it, probably won't do it. That's a choice. That's the willingness to work on yourself. If you want your business to take off, if you actually want to help people, because a lot of people say that, right? What person in the health space doesn't say that they want to help people? If you ask them, what are your top few goals? Why did you get into this? They want to support other people. If you actually want to do that, then you got to put your money where your mouth is. You got to actually show up and figure out why is it that some people are coming into the FDN course and other health certifications, and in two years of graduating, they're doing $100,000 a month online businesses. That's incredible. How are they doing that? How do we have other people that have never even used social media for their business and they're doing half a million dollars a year, 40-hour work week, half a million dollars a year, employ other FDNs? How can that be? They work on themselves. There is no one, no one getting away with that type of thing or achieving that type of thing without working on themselves. At some point, you got to get real with yourself and realize that you are the only thing in today's world holding you back. It's not the government. It's not the economy. It's not your sister. It's not your husband. It's not your wife. It's not your mom. It's not your dad. It's not your great-grandfather. It's you. It is you. And this doesn't mean that people don't go through things in life. I've been through some things. I've been through worse things than a lot of people. A lot of people have been through worse things than me. That's not to not acknowledge those aspects. In fact, you're going to have to acknowledge those aspects if you want to succeed at what I'm talking about here with personal development. But that's not the reason. There is someone out there winning right now. And think about this. There is someone out there right now less qualified than you, not as intelligent as you, that's making more money, helping more people, living a better life, happier. And yet they have none of the qualifications that you do. It has to be consciousness. It has to be the personal development side. There's nothing else left. If they're more skilled than you, or less skilled than you, rather, in every single way, and they have more, it has to be consciousness. We have a duty to ourselves and the people around us to become the best versions of ourselves. That is when we can serve the world at the highest level. That's how that works. What's really sad to me is when I watch people, because there's a wide variety of ages in the world of FDN. There are people who come through that are in their early 20s. There are people that come through that are, I, mean, I think the oldest I've seen is like 70-something years old. And it's rarer that it happens in the older group. But man, it's still a tragedy when it's happening to someone at 30, 40, 50 years old too. It really is. These people, what I'm referring to, is they walk around scared. They walk around having the same issues and insecurities that they had at 15 years old. Some kid was making fun of them in school and they still have the same problem. And they allow that to dictate their life today.
they allow that to be a reason that they don't succeed today. At what point do you open up your eyes and accept the fact that you aren't going to be here forever? And I think about this all the time, and people, you know, they don't like this. They don't want to talk about this, generally speaking, not always, but generally speaking, they don't want to have these discussions. But this is real, man. And if you've listened this far into the podcast so far, you know I'm speaking some truth. Otherwise, you wouldn't keep listening to me. I need you to think about this. How would you live your life if you knew that next year was the last year? Because there's nothing guaranteeing that it's not, by the way. And I'm not trying to provoke fear or put that in the back of your head. I think about this constantly, though. It's one of my biggest secrets. Secret weapons, that is. Not secrets as in it's hidden. I would tell anyone this. But it's my secret weapon. When I'm feeling lazy, when I'm feeling sorry for myself, when I'm on the pity potty, when I'm allowing or about to allow fear to stop me from doing something I know I want to go do or know I should be doing, I say, what if tomorrow was it? If you knew tomorrow was it, would you still be making the same decision? And almost every single time that gets me into action because I realize how real that can be. Do not waste your whole life never having the business, never succeeding, never getting the clients, never achieving the goals that you wanted to achieve just because you're scared and unwilling to work on it. Like, what are you thinking? You think this is forever? Not only is it not forever, it's a very, very short period of time, and I'm realizing that the older that I get, but you don't have the same level of energy the entire time that you're here, and it's already short. It's a lot different being 18 years old than it is 48 years old, I would imagine. I'm seeing some differences at 27 years old. I notice my recovery is a little different. I notice I seem a bit more prone to injury and activities that I'm doing. I mean, it's different already. And you're going to spend your life letting fears and things that you don't want to work on, that you don't want to look at about your past and about yourself, you're going to allow that to dictate the entire time that you're here. Man, how pathetic is that? What a waste of time on this planet. What a waste of a privilege to be here and to be able to even listen to a podcast like this. Think about how good you have to have it to be able to do this and you're sitting here wasting away your life. Because you're a little scared. Because you don't want to talk about what happened when you were a kid. Because you're not that type of person. You're just shy, right? Man, that's just, um, that's not a way to do it. On the other side of all those fears, of all those limiting beliefs, of all that stuff you don't want to deal with, is an amazing life. It is really freaking cool. To be able to say that there's almost nothing that you don't believe that you can't do when you put your mind to it. There is nothing I don't believe I can't do other than very realistic things. If I just start playing basketball at 27 years old as a six-foot guy who does not jump particularly high, I jump kind of well, I guess, (laughs) it would be unrealistic to say I'm going to get into the NFL or NBA. That's probably not going to happen. Okay, fine, fair enough. Just about anything else, though, I believe I can do. And that is not motivational rah-rah crap. That's the truth. And you know why? I know I can do almost anything. Because most people won't even try. I know I can hit half a million in business in the next few years. I know I can do that. Because most people aren't even trying. 
And you might say, well, Ev, come on. Of course everyone wants that amount. Oh, yeah, people want a lot of things. They want a lot of things. But most of them won't even set the damn goal. Most of them won't even try. You think there's people You think there's people out here and practitioners out here making half a million dollars a year or $100,000 a month it just accidentally happened. A fairy came and sprinkled dust on them and all of a sudden something magic happened. Dude, you don't do extraordinary things without being an extraordinary person. And being an extraordinary person is largely a choice. There are certain aspects, like being seven feet tall, that would probably give you an advantage again in basketball, NBA, or something like that. That's extraordinary, and that was out of that person's control. Fine. Most other stuff, though, to be extraordinary is a choice. And a lot of this, most of it, comes down to the personal development side. Working on yourself. Working on your belief. Working on your confidence. Working on those parts of yourself that you never wanted to look at. On the other side of all that and all those fears, man, one of the best lives ever. Actual living instead of just surviving. No longer believing that the best four or five years of your life were when you could barely speak because you were slurring so bad because you were drunk. No longer waking up every single day for a job that you hate. Resenting Monday through Friday and hiding from it on the weekends. It's a better way to live. Living intentionally. But you gotta give the trade-off. There is no such thing as something for nothing. The trade-off is working on the things that most people will never even acknowledge. If this is still disconnected for you, as to what this has to do with business, I, I I don't have anything more for you at this time. I'm sorry about that. It has everything to do with business, though. So if you still don't get it, maybe re-listen real quick. It goes beyond business, too, which is really nice. It'll affect every area of your life positively. But today, I need you to make a decision for yourself. And this isn't about taking the FTN course. Or, I mean, you might already be graduated for all I know. This has nothing to do with that side of things. The people that are listening to this show are in the health space to some degree. That I know for sure. They have an ability to go out and help other people. If you're not doing that yet, why? Why? How much longer are you going to allow all the fears and limiting beliefs and stuff someone said 20 years ago to keep affecting your life today. And how much differently would you act on a daily basis? What things would you allow yourself to do? What would you give permission for yourself to do if you knew you only had six months? If you knew you only had a year? And if your life would look dramatically different if you knew that you had that time frame, Oh man, <laughs> you better get to changing that pretty quick then. Because there's no guarantee that you don't have that time frame. You could have less. And you don't want to think about that and dwell on it in such a way that it causes you mass amounts of fear. That's not the point. You put just enough of it in until it sparks you back into action. Until it overcomes your fear, outweighs your fear would be a better way to say it. And then you let it go. That's what you do. How much more time are you going to spend 
with the same problems and not living what you're supposed to be living or how you're supposed to be living. Get involved with the personal development side. The reason I didn't give any recommendations today of a, a book to read or audios to listen to, although I did indirectly recommend Les Brown, is because your side of personal development might look different than mine. I needed to work on emotional vulnerability. I needed to work on forgiveness. I needed to work on personal responsibility. Chances are you'll probably need to work on all of those things to some degree, but it's, a, it's different for everyone. And I really needed to hit those. Once I did that, it was one of the most freeing things I've ever done that has positively impacted all areas of my life. It's not a destination. It's still something I work on every single day. You have to do it. But man, <laughs> there, there is a... There's a wonderful world waiting for you when you're ready to do this. And since our time here is very short at its best and even shorter at its worst, I would make that decision very soon. There are people out there that need the knowledge that we have. So if you can't do it for yourself in the immediate moment, at least do it for them. When you do this, you'll see how it translates to the business side. It is everything for the business side. I hope this makes sense. I'll be back next time with another interview or something more health related, but this was something that I needed to put out. And now that it's out, it's out. It can be shared with other people when I need to share it. Hopefully you can share it with a friend or two if you find that it's relevant to them. But outside of that, you guys have a wonderful day. And thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Health Detective Podcast.